Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. I'm here. Um, this is Bob Shoneman, and I am here with my co-host, Pete Robertson. What's up, my brother? And Barry Rice. Hey, everybody. What's going on this week? How was your week, guys? Anything Anything exciting happen over the weekend? What's going on? Uh, personally, what happened over the weekend? I don't know. What happened? What'd you do? I, I think I slept in. I haven't done that in a while. Sleep is good. Yeah, Sleep I needed to get caught up. We had, oh yeah, just rested. We hung out with friends, did, you know, went down to the beach a little bit, ate. Yeah, we didn't do much. It was more of a chill week. How about you? That's good. So you're the first one to talk about food today. Oh. That's good. It wasn't me. Yeah, you had grouper. Well, I did. It was so good. It's so good. I highly recommend fish lips, anybody over in Cocoa Beach. Outstanding grouper. I had um, I had an interesting meeting this this weekend. I bumped into a guy who was, uh, I, honestly, he's trying to get some of my business, but I, I shared the podcast with him, and he actually listened, called me back yesterday, and he said the funniest thing, guys. He's like, do you guys really believe this stuff? And you know, you know what I said? What? Yeah. I said, we do. Yeah. I do. I mean, what's the name of our show? What's his name? His name is Mark. So, Mark, if you're listening this Shout out week, to you, brother. There you go. You never know. <laughs> We're kind of on video this week, too. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. I forgot I can wave now. Yeah. So, yeah, this is an exciting <laughs> week, guys. We are now on video. So in case you were wondering what these three crazy guys looked like, now you can see it. Just uh, if you're listening. To there the podcast, goes our uh, audience right, right there. there. <laughs> Once you see us, you won't believe it. So maybe you shouldn't go to YouTube and, and check out the Riot Podcast and catch it on video as well. But, man, uh, this, just, this is awesome. Great opportunity to just be... Uh, be heard and, be, and now be seen for more people. What about you, Barry? How was your weekend? It was it was awesome. It really was. We uh, got a new dog. Yes, our what? family our family has a new addition, and uh, you know I was very very nervous about it to be honest with you. But you know how they say that your animals reflect the owner. You know. <laughs> Well, we got a French bulldog, and he looks just like me. And, uh, he is so much fun. Well, she is. And here's here's the funny thing. I don't know Spanish, and that's the only command she understands. Oh, so you have a French bulldog that, that, that speaks, speaks Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, her name is Cosita. Are you sure? I think so. <laughs> what does that mean, Barry? means little cutie to me oh. or a little sweetie oh that's sweet so it's not casita so i would probably say it wrong i'd say casita no it's co not a little co. house yeah right a little cutie yeah. that's really cool well they, that's true about the the dog looking like the owner yeah because i have an english bulldog and yeah she she looks like me so do they look like you or are you just guys pick dogs hey, that look like you hey How bob why work? don't you tell us about your dog yeah <laughs> I have, well, my daughter has um, a Pomsky, which is a, a weird combination between a, um, a Pomeranian and a Husky. And she has the personality of both and then sometimes acts like a cat, and which is weird because I'm, I'm not a cat guy. So anyway, enough about dogs. We jumped into um, uh, a new topic last week, and I'll have... 
Pete talk about that in just a minute. But before we do that, if you would like to be a show, a sponsor for our show any week, go to our website, click on the, uh, the, the sponsor button and learn all about that. But we would love to, uh, I'd love to have your support and be able to call your name out online and now in video as well. So we'll give you lots of props. But Pete, why don't you share a little bit about uh, our new topic and what we're covering, what we started on last week, and what we're diving into today? Yeah, and and we're gonna gonna dive into rapture, and so we want to really like you know dissect that a little bit more. We'll also talk about it next week. Um, but the whole purpose, the reason why we went to this topic of end times and prophecy, is to help people walk through and have hope of what is to come. And, and, you know, as a believer, we have a different, a follower of Christ, we have a different way of viewing um, our life. And so we know that when we die, the, to be absent from the Bible body, the Bible says we will be present with the Lord, that we don't fear the sting of death because we know that we will have eternal life for all uh, of, for the rest of our lives because of what Jesus did. And we also believe that there's going to be an end of the church day. We, we believe that, you know, Jesus brought in the church. We don't find the church anywhere in the Old Testament, but we, we find it coming in the New Testament and that there's going to be a day when the church um, is going to be fulfilled. And that is the day we believe that is called the rapture. And, and so when that happens, the church then will be caught up and will be taken to heaven, and then we will live with Jesus for all eternity. But there's a lot more steps that will take place. So last week, we kind of set the stage. We talked about what Israel's role. We talked about it. Everything is going to revolve around Israel, and we're going to talk about that more today. And then we're going to talk, moving forward in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about what what is to be expected. We're going to kind of go through a chronological order of the last days. So there's, let me just set this up. So with all that said, there's different views on the tribulation period. Okay. There's a pre-trib. That's the position that we're going to take today. That's where we're going to come from. There's a post, a mid-trib, a post-trib, and an amillennial. So a pre-trib is, we'll kind of talk about exactly what that is. We do not believe that we will experience the tribulation, um, which is the wrath of God. Um, the mid-trib believes that you will go through three and a half years of um, the tribulation. So a little bit, the first few bowls, we'll talk about that through Revelation 6 through, I believe it's 10 or 11. And then there's the post-trib, which believes that, that we will go through all of the tribulation and then be caught up at the end. And then All Millennial came around with uh, Augustine. Um, if you guys, anybody knows the Confessions of Faith by Augustine, um, he brought it in about 400. Well, he believes that we are currently living in the millennial now and that it's just all part of that. And then one day we'll be with heaven. So um, maybe next week we can get our guest, right, Bob? Yeah, We're going to yeah. have a guest. I'm excited. We and got maybe we can get them to talk. Stottlemyre joining us next <clears throat> week on the show. Um, yeah, that, that'll be awesome. He, man, he just, he spends a lot of time studying and I think he might've even done his thesis on this subject. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him join us next week. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. And, and maybe we can get him to kind of go into this a little bit. Maybe can dissect some of these details 
because um, we're going to briefly just go over stuff today, but I think we'll give the context of the rapture. So, Bob, you want to go ahead and take it from there? Yeah, I mean, you just threw a bunch of terms at us, Pete. So, uh, you know, I know we have some new listeners, some, you know, new believers that listen and, and you know, even even my head's spinning a little bit with all this pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. Man, it's, I don't know what's going on here, but let's let's start with the rapture and what the, what the rapture is. And you talked a little bit about this already, but basically the rapture, the way I understand it, is the it's the end of the church age. It's when Christ is going to call us up, and it says in First Corinthians fifteen fifty one, the dead in Christ will rise first, then all of all of those who are alive will meet Christ in the clouds at the sound of a trumpet. That's going to be an incredible day, guys. Yeah, and I and you think that there's a, a verse that kind of talks about that in First Thessalonians. Uh, Barry, do you have that? Hey guys, uh, this really shares our heart. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. These are people who have died, that you may not grieve as others who do not have any hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not proceed those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with a voice of an archangel. Boy, can you imagine what that's going to sound like? And with the sound of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. What incredible hope we have and something to look forward to. Are you kidding me? No matter what's going on today, we got something to look forward to, right? That's right. Yeah, and I think again that goes. I always do this, but it goes back to. It's just funny. I don't know why <laughs> it's, it's your my thing. habit. It's all right. It's it goes back to why we're even doing this prophecy in times because we're going to talk about it. The blessed hope of God, and and that this end times there is a hope. We have something here, and so this verse is just telling us that hey, there is more to come. There's more in in store here. You know, the the dead are going to rise to be with God. We as followers of Christ are going to rise to be with God. And um, so, yeah, do you have a thought? Yeah, guys, you know how everything is going crazy right now with COVID. We don't even know when we're going to get out of this, right? I mean, who knows? And then with the political arenas that's going on and, and just all the chaos, this is what Jesus said to his disciples when all that chaos was happening in John 14 it says let your hearts let not your hearts be troubled believe in God believe also in me yeah in the father's house are many rooms if it were not so would I have not told you hmm. but I go and I prepare a place for you and if I go and I prepare a place for you I will come again and I will take you to myself at where I am you may be also wow isn't that powerful? Yeah, that is. And that's exciting. It is, it's something that as a follower of Christ, knowing that God is doing something for me, he knows about what's going to happen in my next life, per se, you know, where I get to spend with him and that he's preparing a place for me. 
you know, let's just dissect this uh, verse, Barry, a little bit that you talked about. Um, that last word, caught up. Okay, that word where it says, then he who are alive were left and will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet. So what does that word caught up mean? It literally means to be uh, snatched up or taken away. We find that um, used 13 times in the New Testament. Mm. The Greek word for that is harpazo. Uh, that we get our the, the the Latin Vulgate translated into raptus or raptismo or rapto rapto, which is where we get our tr- literal translation of the rapture. Because many people have asked me, so well, the rapture is not in the Bible. I don't see that. And then when they die, when they take the actual Greek word to that, and it says harpazo, well, that's not it. Well, we got it from the Latin Vulgate, and that's where we actually get this word uh, rapture. Um, but it's, it, it kind of helps us understand that there's two. We have to understand that there's two. This is not the second coming of Jesus. So we need to make this very clear. Good point. This is, yeah. this is for the followers of Christ. And then there's going to be, in Revelations 19, the second coming of Jesus. That's when Jesus is going to come and step foot on the, te- on the Mount of Olives. And, but it says, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it says that the saints of Christ will come back with him in that. So this is before that time. Um, in Revelation 19. Yeah. You think we'll be riding a horse, man? Yeah, I don't know. With wings? Cool. But all the Trekkies out there should get this, right? Beam me up, Scotty. I mean, really. that's We're going to meet him in the air. Jesus is not going to put his feet down on the ground. He's going to call us up. And like you are saying, we're going to be caught up. And, and we're going to disappear. And we're going to reappear in the air with him, right? Yeah. So that is so exciting. Yeah, and I mean, let me just go ahead and do this too a little bit. So let's just give us six reasons. I wrote down six reasons why we believe in the pre-tribulation. So let me just, I'll just walk through this, and this would be kind of what we're going to dissect as we just walk through with this program. So the first reason is the tribulation period is for Israel, not the church. And I think we have to really understand this. The, the prophecy in Daniel 9 is talking about the end times in the 70th week of, of Daniel. It's talking about the tribulation that's going to take place about Israel. In Romans 11:5, it talks about the fullness of the Gentiles or the church must be completed before God can come back. And so when you look at it, it's, it's all centered. Remember last week you talked about that, that Israel's kind of like the time clock. So everything's about Israel. So we have to get that into the thing. The, the church era is different. It's, 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 a, it's a gap between the, the, the actual prophecies or the end times. So that's the first reason. The second reason is Revelations 3.10. We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But it says that he will, Jesus will keep the church from the hour of testing or the wrath of God. Barry kind of talked about this a little bit. So it's, we're, we're going to get into that. But, that. but we're not going to go through tribulation. This is why we believe that if, we were, if there was a mid-trib, we would then have to face three and a half years of tribulation. I don't believe that's what Revelations 3.10 is saying. Or if it was a post-trib, that means that we're going to go through seven years of actual that? No. And, and we don't believe that. Um, and then the next one would be in Revelations 1-3. It talks about the church. And, but in Revelations 4 onwards, the church is never mentioned. Not until Revelations 19 when we're coming back with Jesus. Mm. And so the key word there in Revelations 4, we have to understand, is metatauta. That word where it says that after these things, that's how Meta- Revelations 4 starts. That word metatauta is saying after what things? Well, Revelations 1 through 3 is talking about the church. 
So it's talking about the church era is now dead. And Revelations 4 now is talking about after the church, these things, we are then caught up, Revelations 4. And we'll get, I mean, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4. So that's the third reason. So the third reason is because we believe that the church is, is not mentioned in tribulation. And the fourth one is Bible tells us in Colossians 3 that the church is to look for the coming of Jesus and not the Antichrist coming. So we got to understand that. So we're to beware of Antichrist. We're to, to know what that looks like. But it never says that the church will know what the Antichrist is. We're going to be gone. If we know what the Antichrist is, um, um, uh, Robert, uh, oh man, I forgot. He said that you, you're left behind. That's not good. If you know who the Antichrist is, that's not right. good. So it's that church, we're looking for Jesus is to come. Number five is in Revelation 4 again. I talked about that, the metatauta after these things. Um, it, the funny thing is, is, is tribulation doesn't start till Revelation 6. So we're caught up two, two chapters before um, the actual tribulation starts. And then the last one, as I already talked about, Revelations 19, where the saints, it's talking about it. Read this, people. Don't just take my word for it. We might cover it a little bit, but read it. We as saints are coming back with Jesus again. And as Barry said, maybe we're on uh, horses. Who knows? You know, was maybe, that again, Pete? Revelations 19. And that's the end part. That's now, we'll cover that in the future, but that's going to talk about the millennium. That's going to talk about the thousand year reign that we're going to be with Jesus. Um, there's a lot of things that are still going to take place. And we'll discuss that as we move forward um, in our talk. So, so you're telling me, Pete, that what initiates this apocalypse, this tribulation, is that the church is removed. Yeah. And so why is that such a big deal, guys? Well, you think about all of the Christians and the positivity and the good things that Christians do, but here's the big key. You're removing the Holy Spirit, yeah, right? right? And when you remove these Christians and, and the Christians are filled with the Holy Spirit, you're taking back from taking away from the earth, the presence of God. Yeah. And that is, is one of the things that restrains, right? and holds back evil and and uh, yep. uh, the Antichrist and and uh, the full reign of evil on the earth because of the Christians and the good and the and the presence of God inside of Christians this is going to be removed and it's going to be chaos it's going to be the apocalypse it's it's going to be bad and and you're right you don't want to be left behind yeah yeah and we talked about um, in last week's show that in the end times, there's going to be certain things to look for. You know, in the days of Noah, it talks about, we'll, we'll cover that more. Maybe next week our, our, our guests can get into that. But there's a level of apostasy, apostate mindset of rebellion against God. And the more that you see it, the more that you see it in our churches, the more that you see it in our homes, is the more that we know that the time is close, that the rapture is at hand. But you know, something I learned this week that I, I want to share, I always, I might have been off here a little bit, but I've thought that, that, that Israel needed to come back into play in 1948 and, and that before the rapture could happen. But in reality, when you study the Bible in context, no, rapture could have come at any time. That's why for, on his, you know, for centuries upon centuries, everybody believed that Jesus was going to come at any moment. And, and the, the, the significance of the 1948 was the temple needs to be built. And so that's for the second coming. 
That's where the, 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 the last part, that's because that's where the treaty, the Antichrist, we're not here. The church is gone. And so that's the significance. So we're even further along than, than I originally was believing. So Jesus it literally can come at any moment. Cool, right, Bob? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Pete. I, I want to, man, you pointed to a lot of reasons why you believe in pre-trib. And the thing that really stood out to me was Revelation 3.10. And I'm going to read that real quick. It just says, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you. And he's speaking to the church, I believe. Philadelphia, I, yeah. I will, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Uh, it just, it, to me, it can't be any more clear. I mean, he's not going to let his bride go. And we'll, man, we'll talk about the, the bride and the bridegroom here in a minute. But uh, he's not going to let his bride go through the tribulation. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, there's several clues that the rapture will take place prior to, and that would be one of them. I mean, he's just, he's not going to allow us to suffer through that. It just doesn't make sense. No. I mean, that's kind of the common sense. I just, I mean, there's, when it's talking about a blessed hope, it's, it's given us hope. You know, when, when Revelation says that you're blessed for reading the book of Revelation, you know, if you're the church and you're reading the Revelation and you're going through the tribulation, are you blessed? No. What we're blessed about is that we're going to be caught up with Jesus. Yeah, we're going to miss it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, if you work through that, then that should kind of um, make sense. You know, there's um there's Ronald Showers said in his book Maranatha O Lord come he says the language in Jesus reference to his future period of worldwide testing implied that it was we known to the church saints whatever that means it was well known because both old and new testament scriptures written years before revelation foretold this unique future period of testing or tribulation which will take place prior to the coming of the messiah to rule the world in the messianic age of the millennium so again it's talking about the pre-trib everything was already set up the old testament knew this the old testament scholars knew that there's going to be a come time when we will be caught up with god we just understand it because the mystery was revealed to us in first corinthians 15 51 through 54. did anyone want to read that to kind of talk about what that mystery was oh yeah, you got I it? it pulled up but i'd be happy to yeah, let me just, I'll just do it because yeah. I have it. It's right here on our, my notes. But it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. So this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. He says, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on the immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, all the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass them saying... So it, so it again, that mystery is the Old Testament always knowing that there was more. But the mystery that we now understand is that we will now be transformed. Now because of Jesus and resurrection of the dead, we too will rise with him. And so that's kind of what that was saying. So who's the mystery to? I'm, I think I read somewhere this week where the mystery is not to the church because, I mean, it's really clear that we're going to be called up. The mystery is almost to the world, right? Are they going to understand what happens? I mean, Jesus talks about, 
you know, there'll be two in the field, one will be gone and one will stay. There'll be two in a bed and one will be gone and one will stay. And um, is, is that what he's talking about there? I, th- I think more the mystery was just revealing of Jesus because that was bl- the Jews were blinded from understanding who the Messiah was. That's why Jesus says, here, I, I was among you and then you did not know me. And then Paul, the mystery was revealed to him as his eyes were awakened. Oh my gosh, they were talking about it the whole time. But I believe that the mystery was there because it was confusing Satan. Can you imagine if Satan knew the plan of Jesus for dying on the cross? Can you imagine if he knew everything that was going to take place? He would put everything in, in place right. to, to confuse or to thwart that. But he had no idea. The, the mystery was always, it was, you know, t- hidden from the world and from him. So then the fulfillment of it came in. And so now here we are talking about the rapture because of the resurrection of Jesus. I think part of the mystery, though, is when is it going to happen? Yeah, that's true. And there. they were told to expect this at any moment. And it hasn't happened for 2,000 years. Mm. There's an urgency that God wants us to live that the that the rapture is is imminent it it can happen at any moment and to be prepared for it and you know uh the other thing is they they didn't have tv right i mean they could not imagine how how we're going to be lifted up you know jesus kind of just ascended to the heavens and and the disciples saw him ascend to the heavens and the clouds kind of hear him and the angels said you know why are you looking up in the air we got to go to work mm-hmm. we got to we got to make disciples because he's coming back and he's going to come back in the same way you know and uh you know the mystery is is when it's how how are we all going to be raised but then how are we going to be changed we're going to have a new body we're yeah. going to have a a a a new uh, physical form that that we can be in the air right we don't we don't need to wear all the astronaut stuff right, right. and that we can be in heaven we're going to be absent from sin we're not going to yeah. have any sin score on us we're not going to have even the scent of sin on us hmm. the glorified body is is doing away from the power the presence and and all of sin yeah and that's going to be powerful yeah it's um you know, again, the mystery in Colossians one twenty six is this message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has revealed to God's people. And again, Jesus said in Matthew thirteen seventeen, I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And so it's, it's, again, that promise that God gave us. And so what we're talking about now is this mystery. We're talking about the church, and we're talking about one day we are going to live with him for all eternity. And um, it's just exciting to know. But let's just be clear here. Um, we do not know the day or the hour. There's some people out there that are trying to predict the day or the hour. There's some people out there that are that are saying, oh, you know, on April 15th, uh, Jesus is going to come back again. And man, there's been people for centuries upon centuries doing this. And the truth be told, nope, it's not happening. So we do not know. You know, Jesus says, I don't even know. You know, the Father knows the day or the hour. Um, so we need to keep that in mind. And But it also, Bible says that we are to be ready. We are to be ready for that time. You know, the last thing I want to be is is caught in a position of vulnerability when the trumpet is sound. 
You know, I don't want to be that person that's uh, doing something I should not be doing when Jesus is doing it, you know? And I always say, I want to, when I get to heaven, I want to bring uh, lush, plump fruit. You know, I want to be able to offer to Jesus, here's my plump fruit. I don't want my fruit to be withered. I don't want my fruit to be shriveled up. And so, you know, we want to be ready for that season and that time. Yeah, I heard, uh, I just finished a book by Jimmy Evans, and I love the way he puts it about being ready for the, you know, for the end times. And he just says that, you know, we should plan to be here for 100 years, but live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow or today, I think he actually says. But that's a good, good perspective because it's easy. You'd be like, well, Jesus is coming back, you know, April 15th, then why do I need to do, you know, why do I need to plan? Why do I need to, you know, you can get caught in that mentality really easy. And uh, but you, I love the way he says that. Just plan, guys. When I was in high school back in, and this is a long time ago, but back in the '80s, um, I remember going to Sunday school and Bible study. And every time we would talk about Revelation and the Rapture, it was like a it was a downer. I would get you know oh. discouraged and and worried. And guys, I got to tell you, as I've been preparing over the last week. For, for this this has been encouraging to me I don't know about you guys but this is a, this is good news this is yeah. really good news it's definitely fired me up you know I was reading this week like you Bob I know it's hard to believe that I can read and all that but uh, a former football player and offensive lineman yeah I can read man and I was looking at the how Jewish weddings go yeah and I just thought that was so so remarkable that that the parents get together and decide this is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And and the the groom goes and prepares a place for them to live. And just like Jesus was saying, I'm going, and in, in John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that when I get this done, I'm coming back for Ooh. you. And you were saying, uh, Bob, that you can imagine God allowing his bride to to go through this torture and this this hard times but you know think about the bride needs to be ready because the bride never knew yeah when, when the groom was going to come she knew it was going to probably be within a year mm. and that he's working hard to prepare things get things ready for their new family that's going to happen and that she was to be ready she was to have her dress ready she would have her nails ready her hair ready <laughs> to have her perfume ready yeah. right yeah. and he could come at any moment that's the same mentality here that that Jesus is coming back for his bride yeah. and is it what is the state of his bride and let me say this with love he's going to know if his bride has an affair with this world that's right and we really got to take that in consideration yeah. do 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 we love the things of this world more or mm. and is he going to catch us having that affair with with the things of this world or is our heart true is he first in our life are we living for him and are we looking for him and are we talking about him to others i think it makes all the difference in the world to be prepared that's really good yeah that really I, go, go, ahead. Ahead. Oh, go ahead oh i was gonna say that just touches on uh again barry you were saying that jesus was always coming from an eastern culture kind of thought process and I think for those that are studying the Bible, you really need to understand 
um, that culture. You need to understand that mindset. Uh, you go into the Philippines right now and they can, um, they get engaged, but there's no set of, of dates. They can be engaged for 10 years and not get married. They don't have a clue when the, the bride or the, you know, the groom are going to come together. And you go into India and they, ha- they celebrate a week. They spell three days, five days a week or whatever. There's, there's certain cultures that are different you know, and they do it right. They actually spend, when they do their wedding, they spend the money and they spend three days celebrating and doing things. And, and so that kind of Jesus was talking into that culture. And so for us to understand that we are engaged when we gave our life to Jesus, we became engaged to him, but one day we will be with him for all eternity and, and spend that time with him as his bridegroom. And I love that illustration. It's an illustration of gentleness. It's an illustration of love. And and what we're talking about again with the rapture is that this is a this is a love message to us. So when you're saying that hope, this is not about wrath. This is not about um, that we're going to be in pain and agony. Jesus says, no, I've come to to take that away. I've come to give you peace and comfort and love. I've come to give you a hope and a reason and a purpose for your life. And so this is a big deal. You know, this is this is a significant event that will take place. And uh, the reason why we are coming from a pre-trib standpoint is we really believe that, that God's going to protect us from the wrath of God. It says in um, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 that Paul describes the rapture as a twinkling of an eye. We read that earlier. This phrase shows that the rapture will be as quick as the fluttering of an eyelid. The blinking of the eye is pretty fast. What do you guys think? Thoughts? Yeah, I, I was just thinking, so we were talking about the church age. Um, you know, in John chapter 3, this is the first time that I, that I see in John where they mention Christ as the bridegroom. And I find it fascinating that chapter 2, he kind of starts his ministry at a, at a wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And so I look at it this way. So we get the rapture, and we're pulled out of this before, before the tribulation. What is the church doing during the tribulation? It's that seven-day wedding feast, right? It's sure. it's seven years. The seven years of the tribulation. We're we're with Jesus. We're celebrating. It's a it's a it's a big party. The big celebration. While we're not going through, we're not going through that uh, the wrath and the and the turmoil that's going to be going on down here on Earth. Yeah, there's a song that says we're, there's going to be a big big table with lots and lots of food, a big big yard where we can play football. You guys ever heard that song? No. Yeah. Oh. Jeff Moore in the distance, baby. <laughs> big, big house. Yeah, with lots and lots of room. <laughs> and, and doesn't, big, I mean, big, yeah. before we're Jesus leaves, you, you know, he takes uh, the last supper, he takes the wine. He's like, and I won't take from this cup again until the wedding feast, right? Mm. So to me, that that's the wedding feast. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I have a one of my favorite pastors that I listen to all the time describes uh, the wedding like this. Uh, and Barry, you were talking about man, don't be caught cheating on your on uh, you know while you're waiting for your your bridegroom to come back. So he's like, picture this: you're at the you're at the church, you know, the hundreds of people filling the pews. The, the the groom is standing up there with a smile, looking at the back door, just waiting, anticipating. You know, the doors opening up and his bride coming through the doors, and uh, the songs playing, the music's playing, the, everything is beautiful. All your loved ones are there. The doors open up, and the bride is back there making out with somebody else. 
Like, so don't be <laughs> caught in that picture. No. I know that's kind of graphic, but that's <laughs> that's the point, right? We shouldn't be falling in love with the world. We should be falling in love with Jesus and anticipating that day when he comes back. Yep, and again, it, it well, it goes back to there's that Pete thing. <laughs> it goes we'll call back. It, to. We'll call it to our Peteism. <laughs> um, I was making that point before talking about the twinkling of the eye. Um, so we would be again. Jesus can come back at any time. We talked about last week the the that there's a lot of things that are taking place in our world today that we can testify to as truth that would give us cause to th- believe that Jesus is coming soon. So with that, with a twinkling of the eye, we can say that we can be talking right now and we might not finish this podcast right. because we, boom, it click, boom, we're done, we're up. And that is where we will then start to experience no more pain, no more suffering. Uh, we will then be getting given our new bodies, um, we will be transformed and um, we will begin our journey for all eternity with Jesus. And so um, just trying to imagine that, but that's that's what we believe as Christians. That's our next step. There will be a time when people will um, that are left behind. There's going to be Christians or people that are going to give their life to the Lord in the tribulation period. But we'll talk about that in the future broadcast. But we just wanted to share that that is what's to come. There will, If you are left behind, I guess there's still hope, but you have to go through the tribulation. You're going to have to go through that. And we'll cover some of that. And it's pretty ugly. And you don't want to go through that. Yeah, so, so there's still a chance. So if you're listening to this podcast after the rapture, you know, there's still there's still a chance, right? Yeah. I wanted to read another verse, Pete, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. It kind of talks about the same thing, but uh, just a little different perspective. It's And then I have a question for you. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in, the Christ, and the dead in Christ will rise up first. Then we who are alive, who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so will always be. So will always be with the Lord. Um, so, who do you think is the the voice of the archangel? <laughs> Barry, you have thoughts. <laughs> Welcome to the main. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's going to be pretty awesome, though. And you know, uh, can you can you imagine? being there at that moment and and let's let's make the point as well that those who have died before this happens that mm. they they're going to come with him yeah yeah now think about that and that's part of why we we say that absent from the body present with the lord that they are with him and that they're going to come with him and that we're going to meet in the air and then we're going to heaven he's coming after those who he says all right now's now's the time yeah the wedding is on that's yeah. right and so he comes out the rest of his bride and he and we meet him in the air and and we go have the marriage supper of the lamb Ooh. and uh what a beautiful time and one of the things that i wanted to remark about you know like you were saying pete all the sickness all the pain that's going to be gone but every tear yeah will be wiped away yeah. there will be no more loss mm. there will be no more suffering and there will be no more shame or guilt. Yeah. It's all done. Yeah. And and we say I do 
Mm. And uh, the, the the marriage is complete, and we will be together, not for a lifetime, forever, for, for all eternity, yeah. forever. Yeah, and He will reign. He will reign. Yeah, He will reign. It'd be the restoration of the Garden of Eden, but that's a whole nother show. So we'll talk about <laughs> that two. later. Yeah, because there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and we might get into that um, in the future. Um, you know, it's Bob, the, the, the Bible talks about the trumpet a lot. Um, you know, the walls of Jericho were brought down where the trumpet was blown. It says in some verses, and I don't have them in front of me, but it talks about how when God spoke, it sounded like a trumpet. Um, you know, he uses that as, as a word illustration for us to understand that it's going to be a sound. There's going to be a thunderous ovation of praise. There's going to be something that, that believers and followers of Christ would get it. It makes me think of that movie, Santa Claus, where they were on the, on the, the train, whatever that one was, and they were drinking a hot cocoa and they were going to see Santa Claus. And when they finally got to the city, um, they couldn't hear the bell but only some of the kids that believed in Santa Claus can hear the bell. And then one of them couldn't hear it. And all of a sudden he started to believe. Yeah, the Polar Express. Yeah, Polar <laughs> Express. And, and all of a sudden he started hearing it and then, then he can hear the bell. That's the same thing that I'm seeing here. I'm seeing that a follower of Christ is going to hear this trumpet. And I'm believing that people that are sitting here saying that they're a follower of Christ, saying that they believe in Jesus, but are not fully surrendered and fully believe in him, they're not hearing that trumpet. They're not hearing that bell. And, and they might give another chance. You know, afterwards, left behind, they might see, hey, my friend was a believer and I saw him live his life and I can see that there was a transformation. I want that. They might be given that chance. They're, but we'll talk about that. They'll have a different body in heaven than us. So you, you, there is a difference there. And they will also have an opportunity to sin again where we won't we're going to be changed we'll have we'll talk about that more in the future but you want to give your life now you don't want to wait trust me do, do you really do you guys think that uh, our clothes are going to be left just yeah. you know without our body in it do you think that cars are going to be driven and and we're going to just leave and the car is going to wreck yeah. and, i know i think about that like driving down narcozy right or driving down the yeah. interstate you're like well that's I, cars yes. are going to disappear that's why i asked the pilot crash. on the plane you know when i get on i say sir do you know the lord right if he says <laughs> yes i get off <laughs> I don't want the plane to wreck if the Lord comes. Well, back. Jesus' clothes were folded, so yes, I believe that our our clothes would be left behind, according to what we know of what Jesus said. And then um, another thing is, um, yes, I think there will be death and destruction because God can have nothing to do with sin. So there's that he cannot have anything to do with sin. And so when the spirit of God in the church is removed, that is what's protecting destruction. And so, yes, I believe the holiness of God, then the wrath of God and the, all of the chaos and everything that this world offers will be in full force. And so, yeah, you're left on, behind on that plane and you don't know the Lord and w the rapture takes place and you crash and burn. You're living with, with uh, the devil in hell for all eternity. Yeah, we did say that. Mm. That is truth. Yeah. And that is the scary reality. That is the opposite of the hope that we're talking about. Imagine the shock in this world when you re you remove the light, right? Yeah. I mean, wow. You take away all the Christians, take away the Holy Spirit who dwells in those Christians. Man, that's some serious darkness instantly in, in the twinkling of an eye. 
Yeah. I can't even imagine. You know, I don't want to be here for that. If that scares you, you don't have to be scared. You know, if if you're fearful about the rapture, whether or not you're not you're ready or not, you don't have to be fearful. And and we we want to talk about the blessed hope. We want to talk yeah. about the the encouragement that this gives to the church. But we realize that if you don't know the Lord and you're listening to this, that that this is a separation. This is a separation of of the sheep and the goats and. And this is this is very important stuff and very serious stuff. If you are out there and you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ for sure and for certain, well, we want to introduce you. Yeah. We want to give you an opportunity to know that if that rapture happens this afternoon, that you will be carried out. First John five thirteen says, I've written these things unto you so that you may know that you have eternal life. And it comes down to this. You've got to admit that you're a sinner. You've got to place your trust and belief in Jesus Christ alone. That when he died on the cross, he died for you. And that he is the only way. He is the only way to get to heaven. is by putting your faith and trust in him and what he did when he died for you. And he didn't just die. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. We must believe he's alive because if he could not overcome death, if he could not overcome the grave, he cannot help you to do the same. But he did. The truth is that Jesus is alive. He is the Messiah and he is coming back for his. Are you his? Well, if, if you don't know for sure, the last thing you must do after you admit that you're a sinner and you put your belief and trust in him, you must confess him as Lord. And the way we confess him as Lord is we pray and we invite him to come sit on the throne of our life. Have you ever done that? How about you, ma'am? How about you, sir? Please do that. Please be ready as the bride. Please Please receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would you pray this with me? Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know you have created me for a relationship. And I am the one standing in the way. And I'm sorry, please forgive me. But I realize you love me so much that you sent your very best, your son Jesus, to die on the cross for me. I believe that he was buried I believe that he rose from the grave and because you are alive, Jesus, you really are the Messiah and the only way to heaven. And so I open up the door of my life and I invite you in to rule in me, to sit on the throne of my life and be my Lord Whoa. and my Savior. Come and live in me now, Lord Jesus. I pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, if you give, uh, gave in your life to the Lord and you made that prayer, we would love to hear from you. If you log on to our website, riotpodcast.co, and at the top it says, No God. There's a link there. Go ahead and click on that. Go down to the bottom, um, and you can cl uh, click on, say, Yes, I gave my life to the Lord. Fill out that information. We'd love to get you a Bible, get you connected with a local body in a Christ, or a church. Uh, I'm saying it together. Of Christ, I should say. And um, also, if there's any questions you have. So if there's more hard questions that you might be struggling with about your faith, um, you can find that on our website as well. Just go on to riotpodcast.co, and at the very bottom of our homepage, you'll see tough questions or hard questions, and we can walk you through some of those. 
But today, guys, is is an awesome show. You know, this is something that, you know, we hear on occasion to talk about, but this is not something we talk about all the time is the rapture. And, uh, you know, we're coming into the Christmas, or Christmas season. No, we're coming to the Easter season <laughs> soon. And so that is the, the reason why we are able to talk about the rapture is because of the resurrection. That's right. And uh, so this is a big deal. Without the resurrection, there is no rapture. And so because we, there's historical fact that Jesus rose from the grave, over 500 people saw him. There's historical fact that John and Peter and Paul and all of those disciples walked with Jesus personally, and they heard him and they saw this, all of this take place. And it's, you can follow the thread through all of history. Those are historical facts. We can believe that Jesus is real. Yeah. And then when you live your life for Jesus, as, as Barry was just saying, you start seeing a difference. Your character changes. Your way that you view things change. Uh, you become more joyful and kind. You're, you become better person. You have purpose. And so if that is you and you heard this and you, you were encouraged by what we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love to have that conversation with you. Bum? Yeah, it's so good. Um, as you were talking about the men seeing Jesus after the resurrection, I just I kept thinking about uh, breakfast on the beach, right? John mm. John twenty one, just yeah. love that chapter. Um, yeah, what a, just this really kind of an introduction um, yeah. to next week, right? This sure. is kind of just setting us up. Um, we're really excited. The three of us are really excited about having uh, IB on the show next week and hearing his input on this. And man, I, you will be blessed. Please tune in next week. Uh, unless, of course, the rapture happens, then <laughs> there will be no episode next week. Yeah, we never so, know. <laughs> you're on your own. Yeah. But you're, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, man, we would love to hear from you. Check out all of our social media from um, Facebook and Instagram. You can go to the Riot Podcast. And um, what's the other one I'm missing? Uh, Twitter. Yeah, with the underscore. Instagram, the yeah, Riot Twitter. underscore dot podcast our podcast and we actually have a tumblr too but that's where i don't even know what tumblr is (laughs) or stitcher or you got all these podcast places so wherever you're listening that's cool i don't need to know what stitcher is as long as our executive producer knows yeah we're good thank you christine yeah right um she's amazing she she keeps us together so uh we look forward to next week we are just blessed that uh you take the time to listen to the show we pray that uh you've been touched and that uh, you've heard and seen a little bit about who Christ is and pray that you have a save the date for the for the wet for the wedding feast of the lamb you don't want to miss it do not want to be left behind as Pete says all right guys any last words before we we sign off today no nope, blessed love hey, you guys hey guys make sure you download it it yeah. makes a big difference and make right. sure you tell your friends about it yeah we'll see you here there or in the air. Amen. Oh, I like Woo! it. I love it. Peace Take out, care, guys. guys. Bye. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.